On today's episode, Dave interviews Edie Patterson. Edie is a member of the Groundlings, who's written for Saturday Night Live, is a regular on Kelsey Grammer and Martin Lawrence's partners, and has been on Californication, Two Broke Girls, and Curb Your Enthusiasm. Edie has also performed with Drew Carey's Improvaganza shows in Las Vegas. I'm Ian Foley, and this is ADD Comedy. There's huge narcissism in, and we were just talking about narcissism this morning. And then I had a girlfriend accuse me of being a narcissist, and I was like, oh. wow, really? What is that about? What is that about? Why'd she think that? Oh, who the fuck knows? There's, she thought a lot of things. Um, she had like, here's the reasons I think you're a narcissist. Here's the reason. The reasons being that Dude. I... Yeah, I know, I know, I know. And I had to look it up going, I don't even know what this means. Yeah. I mean, I kind of think I kind of know what it means, but I think that people throw those things around. They throw those yeah. things around like, you are totally manic depressive. And I'm I going, agree. no. You know what I've seen thrown around? Okay, wait. So, yeah, narcissism gets thrown around a lot. But when you see a real one, like the asshole smoking on an elevator, right. that's a real one. Because they don't give a shit. No. They're going to do what they want to do. Right. Right. But yeah, the stuff bandied about lately has been blowing my mind. Like, I've heard a few times lately, people just casually throw the thing of like, I don't feel safe. Oh, man, right? Yeah, like I had right. a relative get fired mm -hmm. recently because people said they didn't feel safe. In what way not feeling safe? Well, she sometimes would like, she was the boss. Mm-hmm. And she never like came at someone. To me, uh, that phrase means this. Yeah. Like you're oh, you're what? freaking out verbally. You're like it feels like you're gonna be attacked. But I think sometimes she would just say like, "Hey, you didn't do what you were supposed to, and that's disappointing. You need to get on it." Mm -hmm. Like she was businessy. Right. Right. But and and, <laughs> and people use this too. It was absolutely terrible. Oh. Or, no, here's this. It was absolutely terrifying. It was like terrifying. 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 Let's talk about terrifying. Let's talk about terrifying. Yeah. Like how many times in your life are you I'm so upset. How many times in your life are you terrified? Terrified. Terrified. Okay? How about once? In yeah, your life? I mean Do you think once in your life? Top 3. 3. Yeah. Can you name them? Yeah, I mean, because I think accident. there's, yeah, and I think there's kid terrified. Right. Like, um. But there's also kid, like, I'll never eat again. You know, yes. kids go, I am starving, and you may, you may think yes. I'll never eat again. Well, like, here's what I'm referencing. Like, <clears throat> um, my, my dad used to love to scare us, mm -hmm. and there would be times, when my mom played into it, and she would go, hey, go, all around Halloween, usually. She'd go, hey, go tell dad good night. He's already in bed. He's really tired. And he would have like a Freddy mask tucked in under the covers. And we would walk in and be like, ah! <laughs> so that felt truly terrifying, yeah. but it's kid terrifying. Yeah, yeah. And, and you must have loved it in a yeah, way. Yeah, we loved it. Yeah, in a way. In a way, not yeah. that day. No. But now I look back at it and I'm like, how fucking great that my dad did that. <laughs> uh, that's kid terrifying. That's clearly kid terrifying. Yeah. And, uh, but, but yeah, a car accident. Right. A car accident or like turbulence on an airplane mm -hmm. over the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. I remember that. Having a great conversation with somebody in a plane once, flying from Amsterdam to, um, to the States, mm -hmm. and you fly over you know, Iceland and Greenland and that whole thing. Mm -hmm. And I'm having this great conversation with this woman. And then suddenly the plane drops. You think the plane, oh. because of turbulence, you think the plane must have dropped like a thousand feet. Oh. But it could drop like just four feet. And you feel like, right. Your whole stomach four goes. Four feet is a lot of feet. It sure is. 
that even falling four feet is like, ah! Right, 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 right. So that word terrified, um, words are so important. And I, and I, I stop people all the time, particularly in directing or teaching. And I say, words matter. And they'll say things like, yeah, but you know what I meant. It's like, but the energy of the word terrified is not the same energy of the word scared. Right. Yeah, I'm huge into semantics and what words mean. And like, I get into a ton of conversations about it. Mm -hmm. Did you really mean this? Right. Because that's what you said and I'm so confused right now. (laughs) Right. Did you really mean this? Did you really mean this? And and, and for someone to say, yeah, and I I don't know I don't like the word lazy. I don't think that's the word. I think that there's there's not a... What is it? Because I'm, I'm fighting being the old man standing going, get off my I lawn. Know, but there's that feeling of going, of, of saying, I need for you, especially us improvisers, mm-hmm. where everything that we hear, mm-hmm. and this goes for artists in general, everything that we hear inspires us. Yeah. And if you say... I swear to God, it was horrifying. It was terrible. It was so awful. And I think, and oh, and then I hated it. Mm-hmm. And I go, wow. I mean, here we go. Right. Really? Okay. Oh, right away? I right mean, away. Wow. Can we ramp up? Right. I would love to be in process instead of being at the, at the station. Yes. I would like to see what the train travel is like. Yeah. Because <clears throat> then we can be human beings and figure it out. But okay, right. I mean, if, if you were terrified, mm-hmm. I guess here we go. Right. And it also, I think it helps in, I, of course, I, I looked at your IMDb. I hope you don't yeah, mind. I Could you tell that I looked? Could I you, did you have a weird feeling? That How I great think, would that be, though, if you knew everyone who looked at your IMDb? Right. Oh, no, no, <laughs> no, no, no. I would not see, want that. would be to terrible. That. that would be terrible. I did use it just now. Yeah, but that would be terrible. I think yeah. that would be terrible. It would be because. I don't know any other word that would fit that. I don't either. Um, everybody who looked at anything that you've ever had, and you can really take a list of that, like look at a list to see what people, oh man, or tried and couldn't or get through. Or they know you looked at them. Right. That's worse to me. I had this dream that, or this is a dream. This is actually, it's a movie that I had. And the movie is this. Every time I dream, a, say I dream, and I dream about you, mm-hmm. you've got to get up and do that thing. Uh-huh. Right? Oh! Right? And this is my dream, and I'm, I, I'm going to say it anyway. The dream is this. There's a town, a little town, and in this little town, somebody, somebody's been being murdered in this city. And it's like every night, someone's being murdered. Okay. And the people that are being murdered don't know the victims. Okay. You, you know what I mean? I mean, yeah. the, the, like somebody's murdering, it's like somebody will be murdered. Yeah. And it turns out someone is sleeping and has the power to make someone else get up and kill someone. Ooh. But here's the thing. The person that's sleeping doesn't know that they're causing those people to be to murder. So it could be that's anybody. Awesome. That's my idea. Because they're not even controlling the No, they're not in control of that. And they gotta figure out who the fuck it is. That's really good. Right? Yeah. 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 And it's kind of a thriller or horror movie. It right? is because you never know who the fuck it's gonna be. And it's Red Herring. It could be the I name of the it. movie could be Red Herring City. I love Red it. Herring City, right? And then does someone finally become sentient? Like, I I don't. I'm not sure how that works out. Yeah. But I love the idea that it could be the guy who is 
the, the main detective in the city. It could be him. Mm-hmm. It could be the priest. It could be your mom. Right. What if it's your fucking mom? Yeah. It's your mom. Some mom, somebody's woman. like, oh, no, I'm sure. Right, exactly. <laughs> and everyone is a fucking potential um, oh, really like perpetrator. That. Let's write it. Yeah. All right, fine, done. I really like that. Yeah, yeah. I think it's a good idea. Yeah. Well, there's so much in that, too, of like, of that thing. When you dream about someone, if you've had a nice dream about them, either you were hanging out or going on an adventure or you had sex with them or like, it really can, if you let it, it can really make you more fond of them in real life. Right. Right. Or, and and who doesn't remember like having a dirty dream about somebody and seeing them the next day and going, fuck, I can't look her in the eye. I know. Or him. Or go, I can't look him in the eye. He knows that I have this. It's like, right. It really is. It's really really fun. It's really like magic in the world. But isn't it also the way that we can live our life where you say, all that I have to do is I, and what it is, is it's nocturnal forgiveness. It's forgiveness in the middle. You know what I mean? Yes. Right. So it's that, that which we do while we're sleeping. Mm -hmm. Which is working shit out. Who I there was um there was uh, I had. Do you know Mark Boutsman? Mm, I know his name, but I don't he's, know he's him. a great Second City guy, and he was yeah. a teacher of mine. And we had some there was some drama between two of us, and yeah. and no one's innocent was a a, car, a a button that my sister used to wear in high school. Um, that's the way I feel about it. Yeah. So uh, I I had him out of my life for like two years, three mm-hmm. years, uh, intentionally. Yeah. And I dreamt about him so often. I yeah. missed him. I missed him, I missed him, I missed him. And then one day I went, I can't do this anymore. I can't do this anymore. Yeah. My, my heart and my spirit, my spirit is, is, is not letting me live my life. Whew. And so how did you do it? I said that. I said there's do a him. hole in my life yeah. where, you, where you were and you are. Mm-hmm. Because you know when, I, I'm sure I told this story before, but when I broke up with uh, Jen Winters, when I broke mm-hmm. up with Jen, oh, I just love, do you know Jen? Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. When I broke up with Jen, uh, I mean, you might have been around then, I don't know. We're, when I broke up with Jen, I ignored her for like two years. Mm-hmm. And it was such a fucked up thing, and she was so mad at me, and I got it. I mean, I really understood it. And then when I saw her on the street one day, I was like, oh, so I saw her at a bar. Okay. And, uh, and I just ignored her mm-hmm. for like two hours at the bar. I could not have given her more attention if I stood next to her and went, Jen. Right. It took so much energy to ignore someone. And then I saw her on the street like a year later and we both burst into tears. Yeah. And it was like, you know, I'm done. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I can't believe you managed to ignore her in the bar. Uh, It's such hard work. Oh my God, it's so much work. It's such hard work. It really is hard work. And did she ever come over and go, what are, what are you doing? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And you just didn't look at her? No, no. I mean, she came up to me. She's like, hey, how are you? It's like, fuck it. I'm not talking to her because right. I'm injured. My ego's all fucked up. Yep. And that's fucked up. I know. Oh, but what else do you do? Right. In that moment, that felt like what you had to do. It felt like, and that's the thing. To live in the moment. Do you have regrets? I don't have a ton. Nothing springs to mind. I mean, I know I've done fucked up things that I'm sorry for, but I didn't do them intentionally in the moment. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's hard to have full-on regret. I know I've done a lot of dumb and hurtful things, but I don't, I don't think I ever thought, I'm going to do this to hurt someone. How about you? No, I don't, I don't have any regrets. Mm-hmm. 
because of that that sort of thing. And I love what you said, where it's I didn't do those things maliciously. Essentially, that's what you're saying. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't because you're evil. It was because you're human. Yeah, you just screw up, and then you go, "Oh God!" But I wouldn't trade any of those. I don't think I would trade any of those situations for not having done them. No, because I think they, in huge swaths, help make you who you are. Right. Yeah, because I think feeling that thing of, "Oh God, I really screwed up. I really hurt someone. I really," is part of. What makes you you? I guess it would be a little creepy if you didn't have any regrets and you also thought you'd never screwed up. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, that's called a psychopath, isn't it? Right. Or, or, or something like that, right? Yeah. Right? It's called a psychopath. Yeah. I, was that the first time Ian laughed here? Because I want to tell everybody Ian's here from Italy. <laughs> Hi, he came Ian. back. And he now lives Is that it. psychopath or sociopath? I think it's sociopath. Okay. I'm not sure. I think it's sociopath. Yeah. I think it's sociopath. But it's one of those things where it's like, no, nothing's wrong. I never did anything. I never right. did anything. And I, I think I mentioned it before, also the idea of... Like, we aren't airdropped into the middle of our life. That which we did is predicated, uh, was based upon that which came before that. Right. So any, so it's not like, and then I, I invaded my life, and then I <laughs> did that fucked up thing. I stole yeah. that from that person. Yeah. No. Yeah. Everything that we did led up to that. So, so how does, how does it, because I, I, really, I like your attitude. Um, I like yours. Yeah, yeah. We have a mutual attitude and admiration <laughs> thing. How has that helped you? Because you you work a lot. It seems like you work a lot. You're working now on the Kelsey Grammer Martin Lawrence show. We did ten episodes of it, uh -huh. and they aired all of them. And I don't think there'll be more. <laughs> uh huh. But it was so fun to do it. So how has this sort of like like living the, the not regret? Because I think that a lot of people go will say. Oh, if only I did that, then that would have happened. Mm -hmm. But how does how does this work in in the way that you look at your how you make money? You understand what I mean? Yeah, I think I do. Um, it's interesting because when I was when I was younger, I used to have such a hard time with decisions, and I still can. But I think through improvising for so many years, it's helped me to know if you really can. If you really can know it, which I can't always, there's not a wrong choice. You just have to do something and then commit to it. Right. And I can't always do that, but... How do you... Wait, wait, hold on. Uh, you can't yeah. always do what? I can't always get my brain to that easy middle. What What does that mean? Of, of knowing that that's the truth. I see. Because I know it, it I do know it's the truth. Because but, it's what you're doing. Right. Isn't the truth what it is that you're doing? Yeah. Yeah, you mean every moment? Yeah. Yeah, totally. But sometimes I have that stupid uh, human thing of wondering, like, Ew, I got it. what's the right choice? And, right. And it's such hell, that back and forth. It's such an interesting thing because the Buddhists say there is no choice. There yeah. is either this or th there's either this new thing or this thing that you're doing right now. Yep. And I compare it to shopping for toilet paper at Pavilions or Ralph's. Mm -hmm. And shopping for toilet paper at Trader Joe's. Mm -hmm. Trader Joe's has one brand. Mm -hmm. It's not like, it's just one brand. Yeah. That's it. So you're going to grab brand. it. You're going to grab it. And that's going to be it. But when I go to Pavilions or Safeway and like some Modesto or somewhere like that, mm -hmm. and it, I really think that they should have a guide mm -hmm. on the toilet paper line, uh, aisle that yep. says, okay, what do you need? 
Well, yeah. normally I did this. Growing up, I had this. Mm -hmm. uh, and they'll say, okay, fine. Because the idea of, you know, double stuffed or quilted right. or whatever the fuck that is. And, but then I, I start to look at it all and go, well, is that something that I need? Or right, 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 right. <laughs> and then, and this is my new thing that I've been thinking about is, um, you know, well, you and Dan, mm -hmm. you know, you have a special, you have a need for toilet paper and he has a need for toilet paper, right? Yes. So this is, this is what I was thinking. Having two rolls, to having like two toilet paper rolls in your house yes. is in hers. Yes. And maybe three, mm -hmm. one that would be for some other business. Three different kinds? Three different kinds. Three rolls of, three different, like three toilet paper holders <laughs> for like one for you, one right. for Dan. Why not? Why not? I mean, really, it's only taking up maybe, what is that, four inches? Yeah. Six inches at the most? I mean, I guess it's getting into slightly dicey territory if you've got three rolls. Well, three rolls would be... Yeah, 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 yeah. Design-wise. Yeah, design-wise, mm, yeah, design-wise would be a problem. Unless you make it, you uh. know, you can make anything work. Form follows function. So, <laughs> but it's that idea of things that you want that you don't think, things that you want where you go, oh, here's a simple solution. How about both? Mm -hmm. How about both? Yeah. Yeah, why not? And also, whatever decision it is that we make, whatever decision that is that we make, we know what we want. I think that we know what we want. I think so too. And that's the thing that I sometimes have a, uh, a hard time finding the stillness to know what that is. Mm -hmm. You know what right. I mean? And the panic and then the sort of like thinking, surfacy thinking about the solution. The yes, chatter. You can the really just chatter. check in with yourself. You know what you want. And it's interesting that chatter is really interesting too because I don't yeah. know that people are even – I think a great gift that you can give somebody is the word chatter. Uh, the idea of mental chatter to say, mm -hmm. all right, right now, who's talking? Who are you listening to? Who the fuck are you listening to? Yeah, that's great. Yeah. Because a lot of times it's not you. It's not you. <laughs> yeah. It's not you. And, and it's, it's not you. And it's not you, but it's you because it's in your voice. Yes. But it's clearly not you because it's not in your heart. Yeah. Yeah, totally. But the... On what you asked about, does the – what did you ask me about? Does well, just it help the, working? The idea of this this go with the flow oh, or, yeah. or accept what it is that's there. Totally. I think especially in, in the audition process, if I can get in a fuck it mindset of, yeah, I'm, I'm what they want or I'm not. Who cares? That is the hugest thing right there. Oh, it's the I, greatest. And then I have a good time when I'm there and I feel like, this is my job doing this right now and I'm having a blast and take it or leave it. Right. If I'm in that headspace, oh, game on. That is right. my sweet spot. That's my sweet spot for shows. That's, that's and kind of life my life's too. sweet spot. Right. Yeah. The idea of what I am here and that's all that matters. Yeah. And I am as prepared as I can be. Totally. And I'm going to try to be present and right. forget all the things that I learned and just see what happens in the moment and Right. Yeah, if I can get in a true improv mindset, everything's great. A true improv mindset. Mm -hmm. That is really what it's about. The idea of this is what's happening right now. Yeah. There was an article in the paper. There was an article in the paper, like the internet is a paper. There's an article <laughs> in, the, in the... I'm going to say there's an article in the internet. Mm -hmm. I'm going to say it's in the internet. It's not on the internet. It's in the internet. There's an article in the internet. Um, that I've been thinking about a lot because it's what I've been feeling. It was in Psychology Today or something like that, and somebody tagged it. And it's this, 
the idea of why ask why. And I have been, I have been thinking about this a lot, the, the, the question of why. Mm -hmm. Why fucking doesn't matter. Why never matters. Oh, tell me what that means. This means this. Why you're here right now isn't as isn't important. Uh -huh. What's important is you're here right now. Oh, yeah. How you got here right now isn't important. It's mm -hmm. just an interesting story, maybe. Mm -hmm. What's in, what's in, the most interesting is that you're here right now. Yeah. Whatever it is that's led to your imbalance, uh -huh. and if, as long as it's not chemical imbalance, yeah. but your imbalance of you know something happened and you are not happy with that, which has happened. The why you cannot. You cannot go back in time and fix that right. which it is that brought you to this uh, imbalance or mm -hmm. this uh, suffering. Mm -hmm. All that you can do is say, this is where it is that I am right now. That's so great. Yeah. The That's forensics great. of it fucking don't matter. Right. Do you ever watch the, the TV show Castle? No. Never. It's fucking horrible. Is it really? People really love that show. This is what the show's about. That's why I sort of shamefully said no. Because yeah, I know no. people love it. No, pick, this is the story. This is what happens. This is every episode. I watched one, so I can tell you it's every episode because I watched one. <laughs> this is the episode. Something happened. Mm -hmm. Then they ask people around if they saw what happened. <laughs> and these people said, no, I didn't see what happened. And then they, they find a guy who was at the place, okay. or a woman, okay. and they ask if it happened, if okay. he was part of it. And he says no. And then they go and like, backtrack to see if it happened. And then they nail him, and they go, did you do this? And they go, you got me. And then he tells them, he tells them what happened. And then at the end, they have a funny line. And then and the they freeze come. frame high five. Exactly. That's essentially the show. The show is never in the present. It's never in the present. It's Whoa. always in the, that happened, that happened, that happened, that happened. Then the only time it, it ever is in the now is when they get the guy and they go, you got me. You got me, which means... Which is even in the past, yes. because it's a sentence that's in the past, you got right. me, or you have me. There right. it is. Let's say you have me, right. which is in the present. And then they say, so what happened? Okay, here we go. We're going to the past again. Well, I was at the place of the thing, and I saw the guy. And, and it then, gets told all again. It gets told all again from this other point of view. And you Whoa. go, really? Really? But isn't that any show like NCI? That was about to say, isn't that yeah. every Law and Order NCIS? Yes, exactly. I don't watch any of them. No. But it seems the, like What are they called? The They're all called... Um, what are they, what's that? They call them... Not procedural, not pro right? Yeah, the procedurals. Okay. I think they're all procedurals. Got it. Where you get all that. I want there to be a show called uh, NCSNY, and it just, Crosby, Stills, Nash & Young, <laughs> they solve crime. <laughs> um, you have to do that. <laughs> Who will you play? Uh, oh, I, I won't. I'll just sit there and go. I, if anybody, I'd play David Crosby because he did the most drugs. So I'd play that. <laughs> <laughs> that is really funny. <laughs> <laughs> right. That's the show that I would I watch. think we need to think about who's going to be the other guys because that's a, a really good idea. I think it's really fun. Um, you know who would be? Floyd Van Buskirk would mm -hmm. play David Crosby. Uh, yep. He'd really be good at that. Yep. Um, and I could, yeah, 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 yeah. Or Brian Lohman. With a mustache, <laughs> with a big mustache, yes. <laughs> and a white sort of almost bob. <laughs> exactly. Um, you do. Uh, getting back to just what you've been doing, because I'm really excited for you. You got you had that show that was that ran for ten episodes, and yeah. did you know at the end it's like, well, no. I think <clears throat> I think everyone involved was full of white hot hope. Mm -hmm. um, 
And it was one of those 1090 models where we did 10 instead of a pilot. Uh-huh. And if they were to pick it up, instead of picking it up for a season of 20 or whatever, they weren't going to pick it up for 90. Yeah. Yeah. And we 1090 went, sounds like a tax thing. Yes, it does. Yeah. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. 90's a lot. A lot. And they would sort of cram it over either two years or two and a half years, you would do like 30, take a break, 30, take a break, 30, which sounded so fun to me. How was it working with Kelsey Grammer? I mean, so cool. Man. Was it cool? Really cool. Because isn't he a conservative? I think so, but that never really came up. Got it. Which is great. It's hard for me to look at people. I really need to do that. It's hard for me to look at people and go, mm, yeah. yeah. You mean without remembering all mm -hmm. that about them? Right. Yeah, I mean, I think... I think I was just so you're happy to work stoked to, to <coughs> yeah and to do a show with him because he's such right. a sitcom Fucking classic nice. oh my god oh my god um so it was more I was focused on uh just sort of watching him and what'd you learn seeing what he knew and I mean some of it was so basic as <laughs> embarrassingly basic as much as we'd be there and he would have to show me which one was my camera because uh -huh. I had no fucking idea. Mm -hmm. um, which weirdly no one tells you when you start. No. Um, it's amazing what And I've done other multicams, but I, you would think someone would go, okay, Edie, I'm your camera, <laughs> but no one says. <laughs> I should know, as he knows. Right. But yeah, some of it was that simple. And a lot of it, though, was just watching sort of how easy he is with it all. Mm -hmm. And to remember that thing of, that it's so much more interesting, even when it's a multicam like that with tons of jokes, it's so much more interesting to watch uh, a person who you feel like is a, a human being instead of like a character saying jokes. So you're you know? looking at him as Kelsey Grammer playing this character. Is that what you mean? Well, I was learning from Kelsey Grammer, but yeah, when he's doing the character, it just seemed like, um, a normal guy who when he said things it was very funny right as um, opposed to putting on a character yeah is that what you mean yeah it was just <clears throat> basically it was just really good acting right and not what, pushed what, at all even though it was multi-cam so what made it that really good acting yeah just an ease and i think he's got a couple of superpowers like as far as sitcoms go because i would read the scripts and the scripts were funny and well written and good jokes and stuff but i i would read them and would smile or sort of chuckle when I read it. And then we would do a table read and he would read it. And all of a sudden it's like something. And you're really gut laughing. And I think part of it is he's big. Like he he's has tall? Deep, yeah, he uh -huh. has a deep voice and he's big. And there's just something in his essence that seems like... Um, I mean, in the vein of the stuff he plays, he seems like an, an educated asshole. Right. There's just something in him that he knows how to tap into that. He knows so, his voice. Yeah. And so when that smart big guy who seems um, very high status and very intelligent says silly things and means them and is committed to them, there's just something so inherently funny about it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he just basically would mean what he said, and it was like, oh! <laughs> he wasn't pushing it. Not at all. That's fucking great. Yeah. The people that I love to watch are the people that I go, you're not even fucking trying. Yeah. And that phrase in itself has turned into a bad phrase. It's like, you're not even trying. It's I like, know. But I feel like everybody's trying. Not everybody's trying. Everybody's doing. But he's not doing anything. No, but it's 
God, it is such a skill and a talent. And it's also this. I feel that it's this. I feel that, and it's the same thing that all the uh, the impro theater people do. So many of those people, it's this confidence that they have, where mm-hmm. they go, "I am here, and I am doing this, and this is what I'm doing." And the voice that that says when you're at the beginning or when you're doing something that you find to be challenging doesn't come through. And that voice is this. The voice that, that the inner voice, the inner chatter that says to you, how much longer can you keep this up? You can't keep this up much longer. You're not going to be able to do this any longer. Come on, just give up right now. You know you cannot survive this this riff that you're on right now. You can't do. How can you possibly do that? But there's that inner that that inner confidence that I fucking love yeah. that I somehow found in my life. Yeah, yeah, and I maybe it goes back to what you're saying of like. You just know when the voice deeper than your voice going, oh, you can't do this, you can't do this. The voice deeper than that knows that what you're doing is the truth. And it's not even a voice. Yeah. It's a breath. Totally. Totally. Yeah, Yeah, it just is. It is. It's a current. Mm -hmm. And there's this idle... frequency. Exactly. Yeah. And I think that that people... Somebody used it the other day. Uh, I can't remember who it was. But they said it's a, a... the. I think it's such a California thing to say, but it's a vibration. Yeah. And and people have vibrations. Mm-hmm. And I think that again, if you tell people, be mindful of your chatter, mm-hmm. you're in a chatter, and also be mindful of the vibration that you're putting off. Mm-hmm. And when you're mindful of that vibration, because a vibration of stillness, mm-hmm. where you go, there's a stillness, you cannot say that there's no vibration there. No. It's a deep fucking vibration. Yeah. Totally. And it's um I don't know about you, when I'm around someone who has that stillness vibration, it's very relaxing. Right. And very freeing and it feels really open. I think about those, the impro theater people a lot. Mm-hmm. I think about Dan, your husband Dan O'Connor, mm-hmm. and there's a vibration that Dan has. Yeah. Where he's, because he and I produced, we co-produced uh, Quickwits. Right. And having worked with him on that a long time ago. Um, when you would throw something to Dan and he would just sit for a moment and you go, everything's going to be okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. Floyd. Again. Totally. Like the fucking Floyd. Mm-hmm. And I know that people don't necessarily know who these people are, but if you're able to see a, a, an impro theater show, which happens all the time, um, Tracy Burns, mm-hmm. you know, the, who's been on the podcast, there's, there's just this vibration where you go, and how is it that these people got to that point? Yeah, that's interesting. You know, I know how they did. What do you think? I think they just one day realized, oh, that's all. <laughs> they mm-hmm. went, oh, they went, oh, I, oh, this thing that I thought I had to worry about, I'm not going to worry about it and see what happens. Mm-hmm. Or, oh, I didn't get that job. Oh, or I got that job. Mm-hmm. They're both the same. They're both the same. That's a <clears throat> biggie. They're both the same, and that's that one is harder for me to wrap my brain around sometimes. But mm-hmm. I know that's the truth. Right. There is no good, there is no bad, there just is. Yeah. And for you, when you said that you're in that, that audition and you're in the zone, mm-hmm. and that's your job, mm-hmm. and you said, this is my job, yeah. I was thinking, that's it, to be there at that moment. Yeah, and just to, there in that moment. Right, to be there at that moment and to be there at that moment, both yeah. those things. Yes. And the, and the thing is that when you're there at that moment, when you are there at that moment, 
When you're there at that moment, you're there at that moment. Here we go. Here we go. Here's a day thing. When you're there at that moment, you're there at that moment. But when you're also there at that moment and you're not there at that moment, you're clearly taking yourself out of being there at that moment where you say, oh, where you're going, this is really going well. How long can I keep this up? How long can I keep this up? Fuck it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. Who cares? Who cares? <laughs> That's it. Yeah. Who the fuck cares? Who cares? Let's just all be here for a minute. <laughs> right. Let's all be here for the minute. And and the and the casting director and the uh, and and whoever you're reading for and the assistant and the people in the room, they're like, all right, we're here for a minute. Mm-hmm. I'd like to see you for a minute. So show yourself for a minute. Yeah, I, I find that is helped when, I wonder if you find this too, that <clears throat> frequency is, is aided when you're allowed to uh, not be so fixated on the exact words of the script. Like if they've given you a little freedom to improvise, it's easier to tap in for me. Yeah. How about you? Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't audition anymore. No. I've, I don't audition anymore. Just My done with wonderful... it. wonderful... Uh, agent, and I don't say that sarcastically, uh, my commercial agent, Commercials Unlimited, they've pretty much stopped sending me out Mm -hmm. because I travel so much. Yeah. Um, But when I do have, like, I do a lot of shorts. Yeah. uh, And when I do shorts and people go, here's the script, I'm like, okay. And they say, just make it yours. (coughs) Excuse me. And I do. (coughs) It becomes me. Yeah. But how about this? When there's a great piece of written material and you just immediately memorize it because it's so well written. Yep. Totally. That's that's also like an instant sort of static, 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 ah, clear channel. Right. Right. <laughs> Completely. Right. Do you ever have the thing like right before you walk in to teach where you feel like, okay, got to get my head right? No. No. Because you've we've gone there with your head right. My, yes, my head is never not right. Yeah, I mean that is great. It, it, my head is never. It's never. Oh, I got to teach this. What am I going to do? Like this afternoon, I have a, I have a drop-in class that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. And and yesterday, somebody. Oh, we watched this movie. My downstairs neighbor, Bina, and I watched this movie called Snowpiercer. Oh yeah, on the train. On the train. Yeah. Um, it's a movie. Yeah, and, I haven't seen uh, it. It's a movie. And uh, Tilda Swinton, who really needs to take some acting classes, <laughs> uh, is in it. <laughs> and, and she has this fucking gesture oh boy. that she does. Oh boy. She did this gesture. It was just in one scene, she did this thing with her hands. And it was like, that's it. That's what I'm teaching tomorrow. I'm teaching gesture. I'm oh. teaching fucking gesture Oh, great. Tomorrow. So when that comes in, and I also, but here's the thing. My class knows who it is that I am. Mm-hmm. And so they're coming in knowing that everything is beta. Nothing is, you know, it's not, you know, everything is beta. Yeah. So they're coming in saying, what's Dave going to have for us today? Mm-hmm. So when you can't fail, when you can't fail, it's not, failure isn't an option. Yeah. Because it's not a thing. Right. Right. Because what, what does failure even mean in that Scenario. What does failure even mean in any scenario? Yeah, you're right. You know? You're right. I mean, except, you know, on, on, uh, when it comes to science and shit like that. But sure. But when it comes to the arts and what we're doing. Right. Are, are you an artist pretending to be a scientist or a surgeon? Because if that's what it is, those two things don't match up. Mm-hmm. Because you're mixing fact mm-hmm. with truth. Yeah. Oh, that's good. Right? Yeah. And maybe that's... When we do get, 
like frustrated or anxious or whatever, I wonder if that's why. It was because so many of the so many of the things of our world are in that sort of math mindset right. and science mindset. And I would imagine that if I, I uh, one of uh, one of the guests was my cousin Sid Plate, who is an astronomer, and Sid is he's he had a TV show, mm-hmm. fucker, on uh, <laughs> Discover. Channel. He had a TV show on Discover, uh, and it's my cousin, mm-hmm. and uh, it's called uh, Phil Plate's Bad Universe or something like that, and his. His moniker is Bad Astronomer, which I think is really funny. <laughs> That's awesome. So he is able to take science and truth and really mush them together in a beautiful way. Mm-hmm. But I would imagine that if you talk to any scientist, they, they, they have a firm realization of fact and truth. And also to see where that Venn diagram or that intersection of those two things match because mm-hmm. they must get as excited as we do when we're on a roll going mm-hmm. oh I fucking get that I get that I get that I get that I get that or I'm here I have hit this fucking comedy groove man yep. and I and everything is the chemicals are put into place to make this fucking explosion happen later <clears throat> yeah. on and you feel do you feel when you're in that sort of chemically right place don't you feel like the audience is in it too like connected Yes. Yeah. Yes. Yes. And that's the thing about a lot of the work that I do is like, and I know you felt this. I think also working with the impro people who do, uh, they do, uh, well, what are the improvised, what what have you done with them? Because you, uh, we you just can't finished, do them all. We just you? finished Western. So it's an improvised Western. Yeah. We just, we do Jane Austen, Shakespeare, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Sondheim. Right. Uh, Chekhov. Uh, 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 Twilight Zone. Twilight Zone. Right. Yeah. So you do all those things. So you're working within a structure, mm-hmm. which is a factual structure. You mean of that <clears> style? <throat> exactly. Got and it. that's a factual structure, mm-hmm. right? That's a fact. Mm-hmm. But you're working within the truth in that factual structure. Mm-hmm. So within that, you can't. You, you you can't. You are living within that universe and mm-hmm. living and working within that universe and improvising within that universe. So within that universe, there are. There are facts that you've got to live with, but there are facts that you get to live with. It's not that you—it's not that you're constrained, oh, yeah. right? It's like you're free to do everything within that totally. thing. Totally, especially when you're talking about something like uh, Twilight Zone or right. Sondheim, even Western. I mean, it's so—it's so epic, right? And if you talk about something like Twilight Zone, anything can happen, right? Anything, right? Right. And when I think about that, I also think about the, the connection between, say, the Twilight Zone and all improvisation. Mm-hmm. Because the Twilight Zone, I mentioned this before. Um, oh, maybe Steve Kiernan, mm-hmm. where I said, the work that we do in improvisation is closer to dream than it is fiction. Oh. Because anything can happen. Mm-hmm. In fiction, there is there's this yep. narrative that it has to follow. Yes. But in improvisation, you know, this is not my beautiful house. This is not my beautiful life. Mm-hmm. You know, but it is. Right. Oh, that's good. You know. Yeah. 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 So. Because um, you're not constrained. Right. Yeah. So when so going back to the idea that the audience is with you as well. Mm-hmm. There's the audience is with you because everything that is fucking happening on stage is connected. And mm-hmm. the audience just wants to do this. They want to be connected. Yeah. So when there is a non sequitur, something that's out of sequence, which really isn't a bad thing, it just means 
whatever happened, it shouldn't have happened yet. Right. 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 <laughs> That's out of sequence. So, so the audience wants to be with you. So when you are doing something, they can also they can almost um, predict what's going to happen. Uh, yes. Because that's what happens. Yeah. Yeah, it's all, it's like it's it's written in the air between right. the two of you. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. written in the air between the two of you. Mm -hmm. And when you bring something in that is foreign air, you go, what the fuck is it's that doing? It's a drag. It's yeah. really a drag. Yeah. And when you're working with somebody who brings that sort of shit in, you go, Ugh, okay. stop trying. Right. <laughs> Magic can happen. Just chill. <laughs> exactly. 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 Yeah. And stop calling it out and stop making it just fucking, because the moment that you yeah. call it out, it's fucked mm -hmm. up. It's hard not to get um, <coughs> annoyed in those moments. Oh, when yeah. When someone, when that magic thing starts to happen and you go, oh my God, it's written between us and the audience. We all know what this is going to be. And not like, oh, this story's so predictable. But it's just, you feel it. You don't have to try or think anymore. We hit this groove. So when, yeah, when there is something pulled from here and put here, it's it's hard to not be like, oh, yeah, dick. I think that what happens, <laughs> what happens is as you get as you get more experience in what it is that we're doing, you that annoyance just that becomes like a like a like a pinprick mm -hmm. as opposed to going, why did you do that? Yeah, you don't engage. No, you in have to that. just let it prick you and move. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. And and that, that word engage, I fucking love that word. Oh, it's because really it's such good. A, it really is a really good word because it's something that you intentionally do. Mm -hmm. Or you unintentionally do it and then later on you realize, oh, I engaged in um, sadness. Mm -hmm. But to be aware that I'm engaging in sadness right now. I'm engaging in sadness. And here's the thing about that. Okay. Because mm -hmm. in a minute you're going to engage in something else. Yeah. That's an interesting thing though to think about. Past tense. Oh man, I engaged in yeah. anger. Or, but oh, what? Man, I engaged in bitterness. Or... But in the past tense, when you do that in the past tense, mm -hmm. what that really does for you in that moment is it brings you to the present tense. Yes. Where you say, "Oh, in that moment, I was, I was engaging in this emotional whatever it was, mm -hmm. just an emotion." Oh, I didn't even realize that I did that. The moment that you realize that you didn't do that is the moment that you realize what it is that you're doing in this moment. Does that oh, make sense? Oh, that's good. Yes. You know I mean? Yes. Yeah. So it's at that moment you become conscious of being conscious. You become aware of being aware. <laughs> yes. In that moment. <laughs> yeah, that's good. Yeah, yeah. So at that time, that's the greatest gift that you can give yourself is because it's not a forgiveness. No. It's one of those things where you go, oh, that happened. Yeah, it's, what, would, what would you call it? More like an awareness? An awareness. Yeah. And that's what it is. And so when we're on stage and we're aware, <clears throat> this is what I've been thinking about lately with my, with my students is can we make ourselves, when we're on stage together, can we make ourselves aware of each other being aware of each other being aware? Okay, talk me through <clears throat> that. Okay. Um, when you do something, mm -hmm. all right, if you and I have studied the viewpoints, mm -hmm. for example, yeah. Um, uh, and, and we're talking about gesture. Mm -hmm. So uh, I know what you're doing. So if you are engaging right now, you're, 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 you've got yeah. your finger, you're, 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 you're touching your finger now. Mm -hmm. So at that moment, that's a gesture. Mm -hmm. So at that moment, if, I'm, if I know that you know that you're doing that, mm -hmm. then you're going to be aware that I know that you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now, if I know that you know that you're doing that, then I know that you know that I know that you're doing that. Mm -hmm. Now, then... I know that you know that I know 
that you know that you're doing that. Does that make sense? Yep. And at that moment, nothing, because we hit all four, mm -hmm. nothing is going to get away from either of our awareness. Mm -hmm. Do you follow what I'm saying? Yeah, I if do. If I know that you know, if I know that you know, that mm -hmm. I know that you know, yes. that's all that fucking matters. Yeah. And then everything, like this gesture that I'm doing right now of my hands kind of flailing horizontally mm -hmm. in the air at this particular fucking tempo. Right. So the moment that that stops, I know that you know that I know that you know that that fucking stopped. Right. And then when that happens, you go, <gasps> and your breath's changed. Mm -hmm. And that's what all fucking improv is about, changing your breath. Okay, tell me this. <clears throat> that's really interesting. So where does this fit in it? If you're... Hmm... Where does, uh, like, playing characters fit in that? Where does the acting fit into that? The acting fits into that in that, you're talking about Kelsey Grammer. Mm -hmm. Kelsey is just the moment that the script comes up, I know that he knows that I know that he knows that he's playing that character. There isn't anything that he has to do mm -hmm. other than just read it and do it, and that's happening in that moment. Mm -hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah, it does. Because the moment that he brings something in that isn't there, like, a funny voice, mm -hmm. I go... Why are you doing that? Because mm -hmm. I know what you're doing. Right. <laughs> right. So almost what you're saying of the, I know that you know, and I don't know that you know. It's almost like it already just is. That's exactly it. Both of us are aware at that moment of what is. Right. So it's, it's not just being aware. It's mm -hmm. being aware of being aware. And yeah. the moment that we're aware of being aware, that's all the fuck we need. Uh-huh. Now, I'm aware of being aware. I'm aware uh -huh. that my hands just went like this. I'm aware that I changed my shape mm -hmm. and my spatial relationship for you by leaning back in my chair. Mm -hmm. I'm aware of being aware. Now, I'm also aware of you being aware, of me being aware, mm -hmm. of being aware. Because I mentioned it. Yeah. And that's all that it is. Is yeah. is just that. That's great. It's really, it's, it's a fun thing to do. It's a fun thing to do. Mm -hmm. To go, oh, I'm doing that. Mm -hmm. And when I travel, mm -hmm. I travel so much, yeah. uh, everything is new to me. I mean, what more could you ask for? Right? And then, you, you, and then you're, you're, you're moseying around the earth with a childlike vision, yeah. you know, and going, but that's and what we do. And a curiosity. Right. But that's what we do in improv, right? Or any artist is yes. going to go, what is this about? Hopefully. But I don't know how you don't, how, I, I don't, I don't know, I don't know how you how an artist doesn't work mm -hmm. that way. I guess that's <clears throat> when something doesn't land on you or when something comes off as boring or too slick or stayed. Maybe it's because that core thing isn't there. Clearly, mm -hmm. because I think that you're looking at the, you're looking at the product. You're yeah. looking at the end result. Yeah, and what you want to see is the gooey middle. But the gooey middle is why, <laughs> that's the fucking reason that we do anything. Right, And what, right. I, what I really realized this year was this, that... The work that we do, any artist's work, mm, somebody once said, the artist, the, the artist's job, let's see, uh, we, watch, we watch an artist's work to watch their struggle. Mm -hmm. That's why we watch them work, to watch their struggle. And that's the fun thing. So what we do as improvisers or actors or, you know, it's sitcom actors or mm -hmm. theater actors, it fucking doesn't matter. We're not interested in the end result. We're interested in the process. So the process is the product. Mm -hmm. So what we have to do is rebrand the word process mm -hmm. to also mean product. Yes. <laughs> yes, please. Right? Yeah. Yeah, because that's what we want to see. 
that's what's compelling. Oh, I just have to think about that for a minute. That's really good. Because <clears throat> that's where it feels alive. And, and hopefully that follows through to the, what we now call the product. But yeah, hopefully the whole thing is the whole thing, right. if that makes any sense. Oh, I'm going to go back to you know, Kelsey Grammer and uh, somebody, uh, Ed Lee, who's a writer, mm -hmm. a sitcom writer. Do you know Ed? Yeah, weirdly, I'm friends with him on Twitter. Oh, cool. Yeah. yeah, he's, yeah he's Is he a friend of yours? Yeah, he's a, he's a friend. And I, uh, he's a nice guy. He's a really, really lovely mm -hmm. man. And he's a great sitcom writer, a really positive guy. And uh, I really like him. He came, he worked with me, uh, with us, when we did the California Summer Arts Festival in Monterey Bay uh, this past summer. Mm -hmm. And um, he came up and brought up or, or showed us the first sitcom, the first episode of Cheers. And you watch the first episode of Cheers and nobody is pushing fucking anything. Mm -hmm. They are just unfolding, unfurling, evolving that show. Mm -hmm. And you're watching the process of them going through that. So any good sitcom, it's the sitcoms that you don't, the shitty sitcoms that do things like, hey, Carl, I know, thank you for coming down to the running of the bulls with me in Pamplona. I know that you're an astronaut and that your wife has cancer and that you're on the lamp from the Federales. Uh, but that, Federales! You know, I don't know. And I'm sorry. And then, and then you go, oh, uh, by the way, so now that we have all the expectations, the, the ex, the ex exposition yeah it. let's get to why we're here yeah thanks oh, by for the, the pipe, way bro. i fucked your wife and you go okay here we go and it's like oh here the fuck we go you know what i mean and it's like why are you laying everything out why don't we why because right there at that moment you have set up the back you set up the front and you've missed the middle yes and we only have 22 minutes yeah so please no more pipe right exactly 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 right yes so it is about the process, um, but but that's what life is about. Mm -hmm. I haven't watched that first episode of Cheers in ages. Is it so good? It's really good. Yeah, it's so like Just it easy. starts out with oh my god! It starts out with an with with uh, uh, what's his what's what's the character's name? Uh, Sam. Sam. Mm -hmm. Sam going through a hallway and a shot that you never ever see. Oh, it's a very interesting hallway shot mm -hmm. um, at the bar. And he's just looking at pictures, and then a door, oh, the door to the bar opens, and a kid comes in, mm -hmm. and I, and he, this kid, has the first line in Cheers, mm -hmm. and you never fucking see him again. He's a fucking <laughs> kid. His first line in Cheers. Somewhere there's a guy who had the first line in Cheers. Wow. That isn't on Cheers, and it just unfolded and unfolded, evolved, <laughs> and it was Shelley Long coming in mm -hmm. with her suitcase and her shitty. Fiance, mm -hmm. and uh, you know, but it's just unfolded so nicely. It's not yeah. like, hey, aren't you the cop that lives down the street that used to be in the Iraq War? <laughs> <laughs> Heard you were having some emotional problems. Exactly. <laughs> right. How's your car that always breaks down? <laughs> and that dog, do you still have that? Oh, you do. There we go. <laughs> Same wife, the one that's always shopping. Exactly. And we never know who she is. Wait, I got to take this call. Hi, Irma. Yeah, I'm at the bar. <laughs> you know, like, oh, stop everything. Stop everything happening. Stop making everything happen. You're making everything happen. Stop making everything. Stop making everything happen. <laughs> yeah, because I don't, I don't care. I well, here's another thing. I'm, I think I'm probably not in the super majority with this. Usually, 
all I want to see are people hanging out in a place. <laughs> That's why in the first episode of Orange is the New Black, which I love, that first episode, I'm like, oh boy, get to the prison already. <laughs> I just want you to be stuck somewhere hanging out with a bunch of interesting people. <laughs> I, I haven't watched it yet. I haven't watched it yet. Yeah, a lot of the pilot is, as well they have to, it's about why she's going to prison. Right. What's the backstory with her fiancé? Um, what's their relationship like? And I'm like, oh, man, just get her in there. <laughs> I need to see her hanging out with some chicks. <laughs> stuck. <laughs> right, stuck. So. I watched, uh, I binged uh, Breaking Bad. and Yeah, uh, fucking, I still haven't. Oh my God. The first episode, it's like, what the fuck? It's what the fuck? Mm-hmm. And I just watched a movie called Sorcerer, mm-hmm. which is a William Friedkin movie done in the mid-70s. Have you ever seen it? Oh my God, man. Awesome. It's just, it's, uh, it fucking is tension filled from the fucking Whoa. start of it. Roy Scheider, if there's a handsomer guy, I don't know, who looks fucking great Pretty in a great. motherfucking fedora. Yeah. You know, that's the, like, what the fuck? Yeah. And it's all about it. I'm not, you know, it's just like, oh my God, so many. It's like every moment is fucking tension. Wow. But it's intentional tension. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's what I'll work on today. Intentional tension. Mm-hmm. Intentional fucking tension. Did you go see Whiplash? N- no. What is that? That's, um, it's basically a movie about a guy who is at uh, uh, like an arts, a music school, and he's a drummer. He's at Schaefer School of Music or something. I guess that's the main music school. And he wants to be really good. And there's this teacher he has who's just a fucking nightmare. And it, but it's basically about drumming uh-huh. and this relationship. And there's times when it's, I mean, it is tension filled. The whole movie. How's the music? Oh, God. Awesome. Is it? Just tons of drumming and I jazz. Fucking, oh, shut the fuck up. It's great. Whiplash. I got to remember that. Whiplash. Yeah, but there's, I I'm, mean, I'm they do my neck, crazy so things. Uh-huh. They do crazy things and you're like, why am I so nervous? Right. He's oh, drumming. Right. right. Why right. do I care? I'm so nervous. Oh, I fucking love the idea. And here's the thing about tension. Here's the thing about tension in the work that we do is you have to trust the moment. Mm-hmm. And I've talked about, like, the idea, you've got to trust the moment. Now, who gives you that moment? Mm-hmm. You take the moment, mm-hmm. but I give you the moment. Yeah. I'm your partner. I give you the moment. Mm-hmm. And because I give you the moment, fucking take the motherfucking moment. Mm-hmm. And it's two actors who are connected in that way to go, I'm giving you the fucking moment mm-hmm. right now. And I'm going to sit back, and I, that's what we're going to work on today. We're going to sit back, mm-hmm. and I am going to just give you this fucking moment for you to live right now. Just take it. And just take it. And how lovely is it awesome. to know? And I would imagine in like in pro theater, because I have worked with you guys. Yeah. Um, uh, the idea of, aha, uh-huh, I know that you know that I know that you know that I'm giving you this moment. Yep. And so you know that I know that you know that I know that I'm going to shut the fuck up mm-hmm. and just going to give, we're going to let this thing fucking work yeah. here. And if you taking the moment means that you're also going to sit there and shut the fuck up. Right. Great. Your moment is our moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, and you know what, what the most powerful punctuation mark is? Mm-hmm. I mean, I would guess silence. Which is, what's the punctuation mark? Oh, uh... 
I would imagine someone. No, I someone, mean literally. The, which of the marks is it? Which of the punctuation marks? Oh, got it. Let me think. It's so interesting because you're doing it right now. You're doing the punctuation mark right now. Ellipses? Yeah. Uh-huh. It is. Wow, yeah. You know, because what it means is I'm I'm giving you that space and the tension that's there going, wow, Edie's, is Edie going to... Is Edie gonna finish? Is Edie gonna fucking? What is she gonna that's say? That's really good, right? Yeah. And and I give this as an example in my oh, class, and I love great. it. It's a fucking bit that I do, and I fucking love it so much. And I go, I say, uh, what's the most important? What's the most? What's the most powerful punctuation mark? And people, I don't know. It's like, uh, it's an ellipses, and I'll tell you why. When. <laughs> that's why. <laughs> It's so fun to do. It's so fun. It's so do. fun it's because so fun it just do. your mind is reeling on the other end. You're like, is he thinking? Is he mad? Right? Is he mad? Did something happen physically? <laughs> what? Right? Like, yeah, it's so right? fun. It's all that stuff, and and it goes back to what you're talking about about the audience being part of it. So in that moment, the audience is like, what's happening? Hyper engaged. And, and all that I did in that hyper engaged, mm -hmm. and all that I did was say, when. And that's it. Yeah. I just said when. Mm -hmm. It was like, I didn't say, there's a guy with a gun and a baby in a crib upstairs. Right. I didn't say that. I just went, when. <laughs> oh, that's so good. <laughs> when. What's usually their response? Oh, they laugh. Yeah. And if they don't laugh, I'm like, all right, that bit didn't go over. <laughs> <laughs> because when you teach... You, get out. Right, all of you, out. You, you stay. You didn't laugh. Right. Um, do you teach? Every now and then. I did like a one-off at Groundlings two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. and every now and then I'll do like a one-night thing. Mm -hmm. I, uh, I probably should just work through this, but... I get really nervous to teach. Mm -hmm. Why? I get all caught up in What is in it this... that you're afraid of? What's, what's the end result? Well, I get all caught up in this thing of that because they paid and because they're excited about it, um, I want them to have a great experience. And I want them to feel like they learned some things. And I did better in my mind this last time when I taught because I thought, I got more open to the fact that we would probably discover some things together, and we talked more, which I really liked. Um, How long is class? It was three and a half hours. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, if I may, yeah. um, what you, it's very interesting what happened, mm -hmm. because you went from product-oriented to process-oriented. The yeah. product was, I want them to know that they had a, that they had a good time. <laughs> so the product was, what is a good time? But what you then said was, we're going to experience things together, mm -hmm. which is experientially. So then you, 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 you surrendered to the process. Yeah. And what you also did was, you said it is going to be what it is going to be. Yeah. And the reason, the way that you said that was, uh, we I talk more than I did. Mm -hmm. and I think you said that, right? Mm -hmm. And to say I talk more than I did, and I got to tell you, I talk a lot. Yeah, I, it makes more and more and more sense to me. Yes. And to ask them what they think and see if anyone's got any ideas on things, because of course, then new ideas start floating between us. And right. 
And it's not you. And for me, what I've done, what I do less and less is less and less I do somebody else's curriculum. Mm -hmm. Because, and you've been doing it for a long time. I've mm -hmm. been doing it for a long time. The idea that I'm not teaching a curriculum. I'm teaching what works for me. Yeah. And pardon me, in order for me to teach what works for me, I can tell you about how that works. Yeah. In the times I have taught, that is where I come from. I don't do a curriculum right. of someone else's. Right. Just because it seems, I don't know, it's too confusing. It seems it, Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I get it because it, when you teach someone else's curriculum, it's a lovely way to start. Mm -hmm. It's a lovely way to say, okay, fine, I'm being paid to do this. This works. I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. This works. I don't understand that. Mm -hmm. And lately, I've really been thinking a lot about, oh, what is it that we're teaching people and how much of that is an echo that I don't understand? Don't ask questions. Why? Why? You I know. know. Like for me, why? I, and, and I've got, and so I teach an entire class of please ask questions mm -hmm. because there are no such things. There, there is no such thing as a question. Mm -hmm. It's all text. Yes. It's all text. Totally. Right? So if I say to you, what are you doing here? I don't want an answer. Mm -hmm. I want you to listen to my tone. So like all those things saying, why don't we do this? Why don't we do this? Why, why is this a taboo? Why is this a taboo? Why is this a taboo? And I think so often they're taboos that people are just repeating mm -hmm. because that's it. Instead of saying, why, how do we set, how do we talk about someone who's not here right. and make it compelling? Right. Yeah. Let's try it. Right. Let's see, let's see how to do it. Right. Right. Be right. Exactly. And mm -hmm. somebody says, yeah, but you know what? People need the who, the what, and the where. And there's a groundlings thing. Mm -hmm. People need the exposition at the beginning. And I feel like when I watch, a, so often when I watch a groundlings show, I don't believe anything that's going on. No offense. You mean a, the sketch shows? The sketch. The like, like, right. Because it's like, let's get the who, the what, and the where out. And then I got to figure out why are they there? Mm -hmm. I mean, but uh, because it's not about. Uh, uh, Mark Howard Sutton, I've used this, this example so many times. He says, nobody ever walks away from having watched an improv show and says, <laughs> they fixed the bike. Mm -hmm. Nobody cares. Yeah. But the reason that they're, what is the behavior? Because I'm mm -hmm. here to watch the behavior. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this. When's the last time you went to a main show? A long time ago. I would say come back sometime soon because it, uh -huh. seem, it seems somewhere in the in the process, at least as long as I've been a growling, the focus is 100% behavior. Love it. Yeah. And but that might have been an, That might have been an old school thing. Of uh -huh. course I understand what you're saying. Yeah. Because yeah. they really drill that into the students, don't they? Totally. It's part of the curriculum. Right. Yeah. Which I haven't ever trained to teach there, so I don't know all about. Got it. Um, but yeah, I would say come watch because that's the main thing I would say in a main show is specificity of character and uh -huh. relationships and behavior. I'm going to do it. Are yeah. you, you're still, you're still main, mm -hmm. you're still a groundling? Mm -hmm. You're a groundling. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yes. That's really fun. It's really fun. Yeah, you're yeah. a groundling. It's really fun. But it's interesting that thing you're saying that um, was sort of the, felt like the overarching vibe when you saw a show a long time ago. I don't know how interested in that I would have been. That, what I liked the most and why I ever even wanted to take class there was characters and relationships and behavior. And mm -hmm. um, okay, let's end there. That was really good. Cool. Thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. You're welcome. Thank you for listening to ADD Comedy. For Dave Rosowski, I'm Ian Foley. For more information on Dave, you can go to his website at www.davidrosowski.com or follow Dave on Twitter at drosowski.